10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow up to Schultz. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Sunday, Sunday, October 29th. It is Ked's birthday. It's Ked's birthday special. I am here with uh, Hal and a very special guest. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of Barstool Sports, go take a fucking lap. Barstool Jordy's in the building. Philadelphia Flyers, the residential Barstool hockey blogger. Just throwing out hockey content left and right. And uh, we appreciate it, and we are glad to have him here. What's up, Jordy? Yeah, I mean, thanks uh, Thanks a lot for having me on here for a shift, boys. Re- really looking forward to it. Love it, man. Well, yeah, we're going to do our kind of normal thing. We'll do NHL in the news. Oh, that's one other thing. We're going to talk about your flyers for a bit. That'll be kind of fun to do. And then uh, do Dominic Morris heroes and zeros, and then we'll end it with our three stars like we normally do. So without further ado, let's get into NHL in the news. <laughs> NBC Sports, they're supposed to be like the big like hockey community, like that's where you're supposed to watch hockey, but they don't put Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid on the television at the same time. Uh, fucking bananas. I don't understand what's going on there. Like, what do you guys sort of have with that? You can go. You want to go? Guest honors, you know? Yeah, no, I'll, uh, I'll take the first shot here. <laughs> uh, so, I guess, so who they replaced, I, I don't know if they replaced them or not, but so instead of Crosby versus McDavid, we get Buffalo versus Detroit, just a shit show versus shit show. Now, I understand what uh, what NBC Sports is trying to do. I mean, Eichel versus Larkin, like, that's supposed to be, like, a huge, like, like USA hockey matchup, yeah. like a, a future face of USA hockey versus a future face of USA hockey. I mean, it's a USA network, so they're not going to want to, like, keep pushing Canadian guys or – I mean, even though they do try to shove Crosby versus Ovechkin down our throats. So, I mean, like, I get where putting Eichel versus Larkin on a national stage kind of works, like, where that thought process came from. It's just, dude, those two teams are are just shit. Just absolute shit. Like, Detroit can't even get fans to come out to their own arena. So how the (laughs) hell are you going to get people to turn, like, figure out what channel NBC Sports Network is just to tune in to them fucking have a one nothing game against... Buffalo and then you know and then obviously you look at the other the other side you get McDavid tying that game up late in the third and then Trill Kessel with the overtime game winner so I mean they're definitely gonna need to clean their pants after that one because they shoot themselves no for sure Hal yeah I mean I pretty much agree with everything you said it's just the way I was looking at it and it's crazy if you think about it because Buffalo has such a good like TV ratings are high in the markets so they get like I think they're like on NBC like over ten times this year, something like that. Right? Is that right? Does anyone know? Yeah, we'll cr- we'll go with that. We'll have to get a stack cruncher. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely stat check that. I'm like ninety five percent sure they might be on NBC the most this year. So when you look at it like that, it's really I think it's just ratings based that they know that they'll probably get more ratings. 
or they think they'll get more ratings because Buffalo always gets viewers no matter what. So that drives ads and it drives revenue. But what I think the NHL is missing is that if you have McDavid and then you also have Crosby at the same time, like I feel like an average fan would probably skip over that game, might actually tune in, and that's going to create more fans down the road. Like that's how you grow your game. Like it's awesome that like you're plateauing with this Buffalo, like pretty good viewership, but like they need to try to expand. I can, I can I can kind of see what you're doing there. Honestly, I think we're just kind of nitpicking. I think at the end of the day, NBC Sports are just a fucking bunch of idiots. There's no reason that Crosby and McDavid shouldn't have been on the TV at the exact same time. Best two players in the world. Connor McDavid's starting to get some clout over here in the States. Everybody knows about Sidney Crosby. It's a no-brainer. Somebody dropped the ball hard at NBC Sports, and they should probably be fired, so I'm calling you out, whoever the fuck you were. Moving on. We're going to get into Oscar Danks getting shutouts for Vegas. And, all right, so what the fuck was this guy's name? Vadim Shipshev? Vadim Shipshev? Bad boy of the NHL. So, first off, you have a goalie that gets the first career shutout, whatever. Vegas kind of does this thing where, like, they do little things to make it into this giant, awesome ordeal because they're social media guys. Like, some, I don't know, probably 18-year-old college kid. But this Russian kid. Bad boy city population him. He doesn't give a fuck about what's going on. He just does exactly what he wants. Oh, hey, go to Chicago. Uh, No, thanks. I'm staying here. He's finally suspended by Vegas. I think that's hilarious. What do you guys got with that? Yeah, so, I mean, so right now it it looks like the last thing I saw is, like, they're just going to work on just, like, pretty much just control deleting that contract and just send him back to Russia, which I think works out. I mean, they did the guy fucking dirty. Like, they... They brought him over here, like, what was he, like, their second guy that they got? So, like, they had, what, Reed Duke, and then they brought this kid in. For Reed Duke. Like, yo, like, you're going to be, like, you're going to be, like, the franchise. Like, you're going to be playing all the time. Like, people are going to have your jerseys. And he's like, okay, I go to America. I go to Vegas. It's going to be <laughs> fucking sweet. And then all of a sudden, this team goes on a fucking tear, and he can't crack the lineup. So, I mean, like, you know, it, it sucks for him maybe fucking play better if you want to crack the lineup. I don't know. Like, I don't think that anyone in Vegas thought that they were going to start off, you know, what are they right now? Like eight and one or something. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't think anyone saw them starting off like that. So I think like you could like tell this like Russian dude over the summer and be like, yeah, dude, just like come over here. It's going to be fucking sweet. Like we're going to be like losing games, whatever. You're like, going to be in Vegas, just living it up. You're going to be in Vegas. And then all of a sudden they're sick. And then he's, you know, he's kind of shit out of luck. Um, you know, and I, I don't know, man. Like, I if I was coming from Russia, I wouldn't want to play in the AHL either. You want me to fucking take a bus just to go out against a bunch of guys who want to punch my face in? Like, fuck that. Like, yeah. I'm not going to play for Chicago. So, you know, kind of doing the same thing that Druin did the other year, just mm-hmm. saying, like, fuck the AHL, I'm not playing. The only thing is I don't think that he has as much pull as Druin because yeah. I haven't really seen the guy play much before. I, I know that he had a goal, you know, in one of the games that he's played for Vegas so far, but I don't think he's, like – like he, I don't think he's like an elite talent. So yeah, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, if, if you're gonna like swing that dick around, like you need to have an elite dick to be able to do those moves. <laughs> dick okay. talk for the boys. How? What do you got? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is you look at like Dadnoff, who's another Russian import. He played on a line with him last year. They're on like that best team in the KHL, which is infinitely times better than any other like team in the league. So Dadnoff's like a point per game player in Florida right now, and this guy, I mean. I don't think he's a superstar by any stretch of imagination. He's got one goal. He was averaging like eleven minutes a night. Like, I, I think you got to give him more of a chance. I keep people keep seeing people say that like Las Vegas gave him plenty of chances to, to succeed and crack the lineup, but he was in it for like three games with like eleven minutes tops. Like, how is that even giving him a shot? So 
I think there's value there if he could get traded tonight. If I was a team that's like stuttering down the middle, like, and you have a little bit of cap space to move, like, why not give this a shot? I don't know why you wouldn't go after this guy. Yeah, well, you know who should go after him, but they just hate Russians. Who, Montreal? The fucking Habs, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the Habs are a fucking shit show, although they beat my shit show last night, so they're doing something, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Again, this guy's a bad boy. I love the fact that he just gives zero fucks. You're right, he's coming from Russia. He probably expected to play. I mean, he's getting paid, I think, like $3 million a year. Think about him, again, like he's not Drew. And I, I'm pretty sure he's like 30 years old. I don't think he's like a young kid, right? Yeah, yeah, so I think, like, yeah, you don't want to be like stuck, like, you yeah. know, sitting shitter on a bus to a game to fucking. That's rough luck. Here. That's a rough luck, especially. Oh yeah, you're probably telling all the boys back home going to Vegas and be partying all the time. Well, nope, not anymore. You got to ride the bus in the AHL, and he just said I'm all set, which I respect. I think that's an awesome move. I think I think maybe the biggest power move in all of this though is coming over. I understand his birth year is 1987, but being like the Russian with the 87, oh, yeah. I think that's a power move and a half, especially when you know you're probably not that elite. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. He did, he just pretty much a spit in Vegas in NHL space. Just like, what's up, boys? Is 99 taken yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, fine. I'll take that other fucking 87. All right. Um, all right, so we're going to move on. Uh, Racco Gudis has had... Probably the worst year out of anybody. Last year, I'm pretty sure it came out. Michael Neuberth was banging his sister. And then earlier to, earlier this week, Kevin BX, <laughs> who got knocked out by Mike Fisher last year, uh, just supermans him. Just one punch. He's he's down and out. I haven't seen anything like that in the NHL. Uh, BX is tough. He fought Brian Boyle one time, beat the shit out of him, then drop-kicked his helmet into the stand. So, I mean, BX is kind of a nail gun when it comes down to it. What did you guys have on this, Jordy? How do you feel about your boy Radko? Is, is he okay? Is, does he need somebody to hold his hand here? What's going on? Yeah, well, fucking Bieksa, th- this is the second time that he's pulled out the Superman punch against the Flyers. Oh. That is just, like, driving me insane. Now, here's here's the real just, like, sicko mentality of Kevin Bieksa. So I don't know, like, I don't know if, if everyone – I'm sure at this point everyone's seen the punch because it was a oh, fucking yeah. sick punch. But, I like, I don't, I don't know if anyone – if everybody saw what led up to it. So before – you know, before the, they got out of the penalty box, you know, they were kind of roughing it up a little bit after the whistle. Uh, both of them dropped their gloves, but the linesman kind of stepped in the way. They hey, when that happens. So they get they get matching minors. So they're mm-hmm. in the box for two minutes. That psycho BX is just in there, like, wrapping his brain around. Picking him like, apart. Like, like how, how am I going to fuck – how am I going to destroy this guy the second that we get out of the penalty box? So in his head, he, you know, he, he's definitely thinking of all this, like, ruthless shit he can yeah. do. Finally comes up being like, all right, you know what? I'm going to break out the Superman punch. They get into it. You can see in his eyes and his face and everything. Like, he knew. Like, he kind of had a smirk a little bit. He's like, I'm going to fucking yeah. get him. It's it's like you know that that kill is right there. You're <laughs> just, like, kind of, like, licking your chops. And then just the connection, the leap, like, everything about it. And, you know, so the first time that he did it, I ah, fuck, it, it might have been against Richards even. But to, yeah, it was. To do it now in an era where every play gets, you know, gifed or recorded and shit like like the ha- like it was just the perfect highlight for Twitter of, you know, where like every every outlet oh, on the yeah. internet had that because it was just such a like from the different angles, like everything about that punch, like Gudis is my guy. I'm a Philly guy, like yeah. I have to have his back a little bit. He's a great he's a Philadelphia flyer. Yeah. You the, know what I mean? Was, exactly. He was he was born to wear orange, but on a punch like that that connects so clean and looks so sick like that's that's where you just got to be like all right dude like <laughs> nailed fucking, it fucking a, like yeah that that's you bud <laughs> how what do you got 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess honestly, I wasn't, I don't know. Kevin Bieksa, I don't think gets the respect that he deserves. And I think I forget about him, especially now that he's like a sixth defenseman at best. Like, again, when the Van- Vancouver and the Bruins played in the Stanley Cup Finals that year, I mean, he was a defensive defenseman playing on like their top pair. Like, he was shutting people down. Yeah. Like, I don't think he's ever been appreciated enough. And the fact that he's still this big of a meat wagon is like unreal. If you look back at, uh, do you remember he he uh, drop kicked fucking Brian Boyle's helmet? Yeah, yeah, awesome. He like, didn't give a fuck. He's like, I'm done with yeah. you. Like he's a good old Canadian boy, and like this guy should be a fan favorite of everybody. So if anything, that's what it brought out of me. I mean, that at the end of the day, though, like it's still Radko Gudis. Like it's kind of like as a Bruins fan when Lucic got knocked out a couple years ago against Dalton Prout, and everyone was talking about it. Yeah, and kind of putting him down. In the back of my mind, like it's still Milan Lucic. He's still gonna fuck with your team every night. Like Radko Gudis is still gonna come back and be a scumbag. So like. No, and the end, sure. it was just a good moment for everybody. Uh, Jordy, you definitely don't know this, and Hal, I don't know if you know this or not, but when I play NHL, like one of the first moves I have is I, I trade for Kevin BX and I put him on my third pairing defense every single time. <laughs> Guy fucking bangs in video games. Guy, just an absolute savage, a warrior. Uh, I think you guys nailed everything, Jordy. When when you said it went like viral and all this shit, there were so many captions you could put with that, like waking up on a Monday morning, like and just like stupid shit like that, like. I don't. Do you think Gudis like as soon as it happens, he's like, "Fuck, I don't want to like open up my Twitter or like even go online for the next like week and a half." Yeah, I mean, I, I one, I don't even know like if he has Twitter or some shit. I, I probably hasn't figured just, that out he, yet. Like, like he he's too much of like a Neanderthal to like, understand <laughs> how all that works. Like he just knows to like how to like lace up his skates, go out there and try to inflict damage. Um, but if he does have a Twitter, like I hope he, he just kind of let yeah. that one sit for a while because you're, you're going to be reliving that one for a while. No, for sure. I, I, it's going to be interesting to see if he actually tries to pull that shit again. It'd be hilarious if he did and gets like caught doing it. That'd be A+. Plus, but. Oh, can we, uh, speaking of Flyers getting fucking demolished, can we talk about Leo Komarov, what you thought about that hit? Yeah. I, so here's the thing. If it wasn't the fly, like I'd probably say like, yeah, like, that's kind of, like, a weird, like, bang-bang play. Like, like you know, Ghost kind of took a weird turn to make a play along the boards. Like, it's still a fucking scumbag move to go after a guy who was, you know, he was, like, a good, like, six feet off the boards. Yeah. If it was anyone else besides the Flyers, like, I'd be like, well, yeah, like, Komarov's, like, a shit stain, but, like, we all knew that by now. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be, like, that fired up about it, but because it's Ghost and because he's probably concussed... Well, now I want Komarov's head on the fuck. Yeah, exactly. You go to battle for your so, boys. Like, like now I'm like going to war with this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, so, like, like when when I blog about this shit, like, I kind of have to like, you know, kind of like lay that out there, being like, yo, like, listen, if this was like, you know, it's like Ian Cole, who who's who's a, a stoolie, so like someone who I even care about, but he's a penguin. Like, if it was a hit on him, I'd be like, ah, dude, Komarov, you're like a fucking plug, buddy. Like, yeah. Like your your genital warts on this Maple Leaf team that's like ready to like Be take awesome. over from from the ten years that they were absolute trash before, you know, and you're just holding them back. But I wouldn't want you dead because it's ghost. Like now I'm I'm out for blood. Yeah, I I think like, I mean I never played in the NHL. I like to think that I could, but never gonna happen. But I think awareness on the ice. You got to know Leo Komarov's out there. Like, I feel like there's certain players in the league, like, even rewind it back to, like, when Matt Cook was ever on the ice and just, like, just, like, absolute dickheads. I feel like you kind of have your head on a little bit more of a swivel when shit like that's going to happen. So, like, I'm not blaming Ghost, but, like, maybe, like, be aware that that guy's on the ice. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, 
I, I say this a lot, and I usually catch like a ton of heat for it. But like nowadays, like it's just so common to see these hits where you know guys along the boards, they just turn their back to contact immediately. Yeah. And like there, there are some guys out there, like like a Yarimir Yager, who like their ass is thick enough yeah. that they can like they can like throw their back into it and protect themselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys that are doing it though, like they're just turning their back to to contact. Then they're getting fucked. Like eventually something terrible is gonna happen. Yeah. So like like you, again, like you see a Komarov around there, like you kind of gotta know that all right, like I'm gonna get fucking plowed. I better like protect put myself. myself in the position to get plowed where it hurts the least. Yes. In a That's what she said. Sexual way. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. The only thing I got to say about Leo Komarov is, like, kind visor of an aggressive visor tilt. That thing was, like, pointing to the fucking ceiling. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big visor tilt guy, Have so I, I do appreciate But the only thing that ha- – like, I do it because Haglin. Haglin yep. is, is super swaggy. Um, he was, like, the innovator, right? He was, like, the first one, I think, that did it, that I remember, yeah, at least. Ko- Komarov does it. He just, like, he just looks sloppy as shit. He just <laughs> looks like he's drunk. Like, ha- like <laughs> Swaglin does it, and it's like, yo, like, this guy is a beauty – Komarov does it. He's like, come on, man. Like, you're cramping the You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of potential just dirtbag asshole, Sean Avery just came out with a book, Ice Capades. Uh, I got a signed copy. I read, like, the first two chapters of it. Uh, I guess this topic's more or less like, are you guys going to read it? What did you think of Sean Avery? And, yeah, that's kind of what we're going with this one. So what, what do you guys got on Sean Avery's new book? Uh, I'll go first. I like, I mean, honestly, it's a tough call for me just because Sean Avery, like, when he was on the Rangers, I mean, you knew, like, I kind of loved it. Like, I could watch highlight tapes of, like, his fucking antics all day. He fought. He was an asshole. When he was in New York, he scored goals. I mean, off the ice, he's probably the biggest scumbag in the world, I'm assuming. Like, I've never met him personally, but that's kind of the vibes I get, even if Henrik Lundqvist wants to act like he's a good guy. But I just don't... (laughs) I don't know. I just don't think I'm going to read the book. Like, I think it, the interesting parts are going to come out on social media anyway. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the stuff, if, you, if I was a Rangers fan, I would probably read it just to hear about, like, that stuff. It's probably the most current, like, information you'll get about the inside of the locker room that's accurate. Especially with the Rangers. Who knows, really. But, I mean, I don't know if I would read it personally. But Jordy, what do you got on Avery's book? Yeah, so uh, so I'm, I'm blocked by Avery on Twitter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And, like, so, like, I'll tell you, like, one guy who's absolutely not going to read the book, and it's me. Um, you know, the, the only time that I would ever, like, have my hands on this fucking book is if I, like, went to a Barnes & Noble, which, like, who, like, who goes to an actual bookstore these days anyway, and stole one so that he doesn't get the revenue and then just pissed on the book, like, yeah. opened it up and pissed on it. Like, I, <laughs> I hate Sean Avery so much. And, like, there are a lot of guys in the league that, like, you know, because like I'm like I'm a shit talker online, so like yeah. I'll talk shit on like a lot of guys, and like someone like uh you know like a Tom Wilson, like like I hate the player that he is, mm-hmm. like I think that he's you know like I, I don't think that he's good, I think that he's a scumbag, like on the ice, yeah, off the ice, if I ever like got to like just grab a beer or two or five or six with Tom Wilson, I bet it, it'd be a great time. Like yeah. I'm I'm sure that he's like an awesome dude off the ice. I think Avery's a, a fucking dickhead on the ice and an even bigger scumbag off the ice. So, as as far as reading that book goes, I I might just come out like I might write my own book, <laughs> just just about how like you shouldn't read Sean Avery's book. 
Fair enough. Uh, when he was on the Rangers, man, he was my favorite player just because it, it didn't matter if he was scoring goals or whatever. Like, literally every time he was on the ice and they blew the whistle, instead of, like, cutting to, like, the Chase Bridge or, like, Cars for Kids, it was Sean Avery, like, sticking his finger in some guy's ear. Like, he was always doing something ridiculous. So I loved Avery. So far, the book's been pretty fucking good. Uh, as Rangers fans, I mean, I don't know if the Flyers do anything. I know with the Bruins, they have behind the beast. So it's kind of like you get to see these guys more like less of them being hockey players and more of them being like real life people with the Rangers. You have none of that. So that was like one of the big reasons why I wanted to read this book. Cause like, I love knowing like weird shit about hockey players. Like Hal's awesome. Hal knows like the weirdest fucking shit about the most random players of all time. And as a Rangers fan, like you can't do that cause they don't fucking give you any information. So I've been pretty pumped to read it. Uh, the one thing that I want factor fiction, do you think Henrik Lundqvist actually adds a hose or not? Cause I mean, he has everything in the entire world. Do you think that's true or no? Yeah, I, I would say probably, yeah. Jesus like, there are just Christ. some people that have everything. Like, that must be nice. That's tough. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll probably end up reading this book and then writing a blog about it and just, I don't know, seeing, seeing what I like, what I don't like about it. And then lastly, uh, we'll get into Montreal with Galchenik. They have a little bit of problems. I think his name's Mario Mario Tremblay. Drew wrote a blog about this. It was actually pretty good because I didn't know much about him. So this was a guy who pretty much uh, ended Patrick Waugh's, like time in Montreal. He was the guy that left them in for too long. And then when the, the whole Subban thing was going on, he went to the media and was talking about how Subban wasn't like really that great in the room and shit like that. And now this this Tremblay guy, I forget what radio station he was on, but he was talking about how like Galchenyuk had to go and get substance abuse stuff done like twice. Just kind of really just like ruined his name in the media. As a young American fucking kid who's supposed to be a pretty good player, you know, I, I feel like as a Canadian, like, media, the last thing you'd want to do is trash this fucking kid. But now it's all out. All the Habs fans seem to be against Galchenik. What do you have on this kid? I think he's good. I mean, it's weird because I don't think the Habs have really had, like, any fucking awesome players to really put him with. I mean, you have Pacioretty, who's, like, pretty decent or whatever, but he's not, like, a name that's really going to be like, holy shit, it's Pacioretty, you know? So I, I don't know. What do you guys have with Galchenik? What's going on with him? Well, I just I wanted to first state that like I'm pretty sure the fact that he's he's not just American like you got he's half American half Russian like he is like the worst what, what the, he's the, the Belarus whatever the yeah. hell that is yeah. Soviet so yeah he's part of the Soviet nation so that's I mean like he's got so many strikes against him I don't know this guy seems like a scumbag I don't really know him that well there's no I mean at the end of the day even if he did go to rehab there's no real reason to soil a guy's name like that I mean. You kind of pull for him because think about that pressure pack situation. Whether it's true or false, he's in one of the shittiest situations of all time because all of Montreal wants the fucking weight of the world on his shoulders. And realistically, he probably can't give it to him, even though he is a really good young player. Um, the his agent came out. His agent came out too and was talking about how uh, Claude Julian doesn't like Russian players and this and that. It's well, like no, that, so. I think that that guy is not his agent. agent. That was just some like other random dude. Who, like, <laughs> And, and and now there's like some sort of like the last thing I saw it was like it was like almost like tampering like this guy's like trying to be Galchenyuk's agent and it's like, I, I guess like he's like trying to like win over Galchenyuk and he's like yeah like Julian hates all these Russians and they're like dude like Galchenyuk's not Russian like he's like part Belarus but like that he's he's like not from Moscow like he's got a goofy he's got a goofy name yeah but fake it till you make gosh. it I guess. But I mean, talk about talk about scumbags, though. Right? Yeah. I mean, going from Avery to this fucking Tremblay goon, like to to just like to to put that shit out in the air, to just air Galchenyuk out like that on 
you know, on the radio is like, dude, like you've got to be like a pure fucking like scum of the earth. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, like Galchenyuk, he's had to go to rehab for alcoholism twice so far, and like he's he's been in all these. It's like, dude, like, buddy, like, I, if you better hope like someone doesn't find you in a back alley because yeah. that's the kind of thing that gets you like pot. Like, you are going to get your ass beat if someone from like Galchenyuk's corner comes to find you, and it, like it, he's just had like the worst possible year in my like. As soon as they brought up Druin. I knew for sure that Galchenyuk's time was, was going to be in, in trail. Cause as soon yeah. as they bring up this French Canadian kid, you know, like for, for a while they've been holding on to Galchenyuk being like, all right, this is, this kid's going to save us. This yeah. kid's going to save us. Like Pacioretty, I, Pacioretty is, is an American. I think he is just off. Like he yeah. has no control over anything in that locker room. Like he's, he's just getting dummied by all sides. Like he got dummied on the Subban and he should have Galchenyuk's back here as a fellow American. He's got like nothing going on. And as soon as they bring up Druin, like all of a sudden, like they have their French Canadian that, you know, they, they have their, they have their kid, you know, they have their own, they have their own blood up there. And now it's just going to be smear campaign, smear campaign, smear campaign to get Galchenyuk out of there. And I mean, it's, it's, it sucks, you know, because they, they're getting rid of good players. You know, you get rid of Radulov, you get rid of, you know, you're pushing Galchenyuk out the door, like all just because they're not French Canadian. So I, like, that's a franchise that like, I'm fucking sorry, like go, go win, you know, go win the queue, you know, you're <laughs> not going to have success in the NHL if you like keep pushing out these great players. No, yeah. Like, I, and how they scorn, you know, you, you get rid of Radulov, you're, you're just continue to pot on Galchenyuk, so he's not going to be able to thrive there. So, like, good luck having Pacioretty score all your goals for you while Druin kind of, like, dicks around on the power play and pots home a few. I, I think Druin's a good player, but he's not – he can't be, like, your centerpiece. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the thing that bothers me the most about this is when you look to hockey players, whether it's substance abuse or just, like, depression and shit – Hockey players aren't the kind of people that go and, like, get help. You know what I mean? They're, they're very, like, proud people. They're not just going to go out and do something like that. So Galchenyuk was like, okay, I'll go do something like that. Probably, obviously not proud about it. Probably just going through a bunch of shit in his head. And then it, it comes out to the media. And I, that's so fucked up. Like, you see so many things happen with hockey players, whether it was, like, Bougard, Montador, like, people like that who went and got help and, then, you know, it didn't really stick or anything like that. Now you have a young kid who actually did the exact thing that he's supposed to do. And what do you know? It goes right to the media. I think that's bullshit. I think you can see a lot of like hockey players if they do have like substance abuse kind of shit or alcoholism, whatever. I don't think they're going to go to Montreal now. That's probably going to be the last fucking place that they're going to want to go. So I, I don't know. I think it's fucking. I don't know. I, it's bullshit. I feel bad for the fucking kid. And that Tremblay guy, like you said, he better keep his head on a swivel because that's not good for him. Yeah, I mean, outside of hockey, like he's just like a bad person. Like yeah. you know, like you don't have to be like a hockey fan to realize that he's just like a. A shit stain dude. No, for sure. Wasn't wasn't Cassian was Cassian in Montreal when all that went down too? Uh where was he picked? I think so. Wasn't he a Montreal Canadian pick? No, he was in Buffalo, but he bounced around. He was like Buffalo, Vancouver, I think. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, I agree. One, it makes a lot of sense just going back. My mind was in a pretzel about that agent, so that makes so much more sense now. <laughs> That's uh, so funny that that guy's just doing it to I, do it. I was, I was following this, like, fake Russian agent, like, for a while, and I was like, this guy's very aggressive. But, yeah, and, like, Montreal is dumb. Like, 
you, I think Jordy, you touched it really well. Uh, Pastoretti, like maybe he was a great captain in prep school, but like he's not in Connecticut <laughs> anymore. Like in the NHL, like that guy's not running a locker room. There's so many issues. I can't like Mark Bergevin. I can't believe that guy still has a job, but. Because it's a shame. Because as a Bruins fan, I love it when Montreal's good. But this is a dumpster fire. Yeah. And it's really, it's like every week. I don't know if it's just their media or if it really is the dumpster fire that it appears to be. Yeah, uh, it's fucked up. But, uh, all right, so that was NHL in the news. Now we're going to kind of get into our Philadelphia Flyers uh, update. Because, we. I mean, I'm a Rangers guy. How's a Bruins guy? We don't have really anybody blogging Flyers, but we do have a fair share of Flyer uh, followers. So, Jordy, how are you guys looking this year? How, how's the kid Nolan Patrick? Obviously, Ghost just pretty much died. He's a union guy, so I always push for him. But what do you guys got going on over there? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, right now, uh, you know, Patrick hasn't – he's been looking fine in there. Um, you know, I, I think that he's he's suited for playing in this level right now. I think it's just going to take a while for him to get kind of the confidence to play the kind of game that he needs to be playing which is totally fine because we have him right now on the third line so that, you know, there, there's not, you know, there's no weight at all on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now the, the Flyers are, you know, they, they had a rough two games before Saturday night. They look good last night um, against Toronto. I mean, they're at a point now where, like, there's finally depth, like, all through, everywhere besides in between the pipes, and that's going to mm-hmm. be what kills the Flyers all year is, like, they're just going to be nights where either Elliot gets shelled or Neuvirth gets shelled. And there's really just nothing you can do about that. But they're finally at a point now where, you know, they have, you know, the, the first line, uh, you know, we, we moved Giroux uh, to, to the wing this, this summer. And, you know, people are looking at that. They're like, ah, like that's, you know, like that's kind of like a joke. Like it's, it's never going to last. You know, Couturier slides up to that first center spot. Now he's in between Giroux and Borchek. You know, and people are just being like, ah, yeah, you know, that's just some, like, you know, silly little thing that they're doing in practice. Right now that line's killing it, and Couturier's been killing it offensively. Um, you know, so it's it's real good to see some depth on this team, which we haven't seen as Flyers fans in a while. I mean, there, there were times where, you know, th- this team would, you know, if Giroud didn't score or Simmons didn't score or Voracek didn't score, you know, if, if they ever went on droughts, like, the entire team was just in the shitter. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean it's it's good right now for Flyers fans. You know I, I would still tamper expectations a little bit until we finally bring up one of the younger goalies that that we've been kind of grooming for a while. There, there's three different guys in the um, in the system right now who could eventually take that number one spot until one of those guys are ready. Like I don't think that this is a team that's going to make a deep playoff run, but they're finally a team that you can like tune in and like actually enjoy yourself watching. Last year there were times where like. You know, you you see that the game's on at seven. You start pouring that shot of bleach at six forty-five, and you just keep refilling and refilling and refilling for the entire three periods. They're at a point now where you can watch the team actually have some fun. You're going to see some goalies get shelled every now and then, but like they're building and and they're fine. They're they're like three steps ahead of where they were last year. Yeah, I mean, there you go. I I love watching the Flyers just because. Like, they're Flyers, and I like the fact that they've never gotten, like, rid of that identity. Wayne Simmons is probably one of my favorite players in the league. Voracek, I think, is one of the most underrated players in the league. You guys have had some pretty good pieces. Couturier has always been, I think, a stud who's just going to keep getting better and better as he gets older. But, yeah, when's the last time you guys had a good goalie? Like, Hextall? No, people always say Hextall, and, like, he was still even good for, like, giving up, like, some, like, outrageous shot from behind the blue line. Yeah. So, like, he's, part, he's the best goalie that they've had in the last, you know, like, 
20, 25 years. Yeah. But like even even he like was just like still not that great. Pretty and like <laughs> you still couldn't like so I mean like Burning Perron or like Telly Lindbergh R.I.P. was like great. Yeah, you guys always so have the loud, weirdest fucking like, goalies. Like Roman Czechmonic, you remember uh, that uh, fucking Roman guy? Was my favorite. Yeah. Dude, like and and like they're all just sideshow goalies mm-hmm. where like they all they all do like one like like Czechmonic was big for like just stopping pucks with his head like a psychopath. <laughs> Like they, they just and they all just they all suck, man. It's it's tough. Like there's, I'm I'm at a point now. Like I'm I'm just like in the back of my head. I don't want to say it out loud. Like I'm a little nervous that Hextall has spies, so I don't <laughs> want to say this and like have like Hextall's like cronies come after me. But I think he wants to be like the last like great Flyers goalie, and that's why he's not bringing up any of these young kids. Anymore. Like that's why he he signs Neuvirth in the off season. It's like it's like buddy, like. Don't worry, like we're not gonna forget about you if you give us a great goalie. Like you're still gonna be like cemented in Flyers history. Just like give us someone else, because right now we've got just sieve after sieve after sieve. When when you guys picked Neubrith <laughs> over Mason and then got Brian Elliott, I was just like classic. <laughs> like, that makes so much fucking sense. Yeah, I mean it's it's just like a you know and fuck. Mason, man, I I feel so bad for the guy too because you know he he'd have runs where he'd be so good and like you'd want to stick up for the guy and then he would just get torched and then his first game in Winnipeg he like gives up five in like the first period it gets yanked so yeah. it's it's just been a carousel of like total mediocrity in the net um, but outside of that you know there it's it's good to be a Flyers fan just, for sure you know how what do you got yeah, I want to do a yeah, I, I have two players I want to ask you about. Uh, first one is uh, Konechny. Uh, I'm a Bruins fan, and when we had those three picks in a row a couple years back, like I wasn't mad the Bruins skipped out on Barzell or Connor or any of those guys. Like Konechny, who's the captain of the 67s, he plays like a fun game. He's a little guy. He's got that turbo. What is his ceiling? What do you think Travis Konechny's ceiling is? Because I think the guy's electric. Got some bite to him, too. Dude, so much bites. I mean, the kid just play like he's so good at getting under skin. Like, yeah. like there, there's not a single whistle during the game that he's not immediately yapping to whoever's closest to him in a different jersey. Like he's just constantly chirp, chirp, chirping away. Um, but like, so he's so good at agitating guys. But he's also just like, you know. So the, the Flyers have had maybe I guess nine or ten games at this point. I mean, he's he's probably had like 13 breakaways so far this season. I mean, the kid is just so fucking quick and gets after every loose puck. So, I mean, he plays with with like just a ton of energy. Like he plays the game that like Philly fans like I mean, hockey fans in general, but like primary like Philly fans just like love that like fan favorite. Know, there's nothing there's nothing flashy to his game. You know, yeah. like he he's not going to like dance you across the blue line and then like stuff one forehand backhand and, and roof it like he just plays an energy game and you know I, I think the rest of the team feeds off of that at home games the fans feed off of that so like he, he's gonna be a huge pe- like when the flyers are, are finally at a point where you know you know they're they're at the top of the metro and and they're you know going deep into the playoffs like he's gonna be the guy that like keeps the you know he, he's like a simmons type almost he's not a he's not quite like as physically tough, but like, like the mental part and like the hard part, like that he's he's very similar to Simmons in that aspect. Just probably a better lacrosse player, 
less of a like could murder you in real life. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's fair. And he, uh, yeah, he's. I don't know. He's just. I think he. Do would you say like Brendan Gallagher? Would Brendan Gallagher be like a fair comparison to what he could be? Or do you think he could be above yeah. that with his Because he's still I, really. Yeah, I I, th- I think that that's probably the right kind of player that he is. Um, I mean, I, I think you put Brendan Gallagher on, on another team right now that isn't such fucking dumpster fire, and, you know, he, he might be having some better production. Um, but I, I do think that, like, so the same kind of player, I, I just think that he's a little bit faster, which then leads to creating more goals. Um, you know, because he's had a few this year where, you know, he, he gets after the loose puck, has a breakaway. He doesn't quite have the hands to stuff at home all the time himself. But then, you know, there are plenty of rebound opportunities. Yeah. And especially if he's playing with a kid like Nolan Patrick in, in, as a center, you know, there are guys there that are going to be able to finish those. Yeah. And then my other uh, my other guy I was wondering about, I have a big thing on persecuted, like, sixth to seventh defenseman. I was a huge Dylan McElrath fan. Proud of him for winning the cup, like, think that guy should be in the league even though it's moving faster sam morin or how do you say it, moran yeah I, I say morin but like the the broadcast crew says moran fucking hard eyes i mean dude's huge steady stay at home guy i think he makes a good first pass they probably say too like what do you have on him does he have a chance to like be an nhl defenseman because i'd love it uh, so we, we might be doing a little bit of breaking news on the podcast Ooh. right now. I'm pretty sure he just got called up. So he might, be making, uh, he might be making his debut tomorrow against the Coyotes or whenever this comes out, I guess, maybe today against the Coyotes. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I was, uh, I went to a preseason game against the, the Rangers. Um, I'm trying to think of who he, fought. who did he fight? Was it this year? Know, but the, yeah, it was it was earlier this year. It might have been like Tanner Glass or someone or no, not not it might have been uh I forget who it was. But the dude like he's just he's vicious, he's huge, and like he throws the body around and, and you know, you're right, like he he's got that size, he's got that physicality, but he can also hit that first pass that, you know like la- last year the Flyers would just have, you know, guys in the lineup who, you know, even this year with a, a guy like Brandon Manning, who I've been pretty tough on this year. I mean, every time oh. there's an outlet pass, it's either it's either going to be an icing or it's in a guy's skates, and then he's getting fucked up. Like Moran, Moran or Moran, I don't, I'm I'm going to stick with Moran. I'm just going to go with my guns on that one. Like, yeah, just ride it out. Crew. Uh, but like, like he, you know, he's one you of know, these young kids that are coming up into the league. These young defensemen, these kids who like grew up idolizing players like Lidstrom, and you know, and now they're they're young enough now where they grew up idolizing you know Carlson and Dowdy. Like they're all defensemen who grew up idolizing like these puck moving guys. So I mean, their their stick skills are so much better, and their passes are so much crisper. So I think that he's gonna, you know, it, it's gonna take a little while. I, I he's definitely ready. He's put enough time in in the AHL. It's going to take a little while to get adjusted to the NHL, you know, depending on how long this call-up stays for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think after a few months of being up here, he, he's going to be ready to go. And, you know, I, I've seen some fights of him in, in the A, and he's just, like, destroying people, just knocking people down one by one. So, That's you know, I, I, if I'm Leo Komarov, <laughs> if I'm Komarov, I'm praying that he's not in the lineup in December when the Flyers play the Leafs again for the first time because someone's going to go after him for that hit on Ghost, you better fucking hope it's not Morin because yeah. he will just, like, end you. Uh, it was Bobby Farnham, which is hilarious that he fought. 
Okay. <laughs> what the rat, Bobby Farnham. But yeah, good. I mean, yeah, the Fly- uh, that's yeah. good for you guys. I'm glad that the Flyers are like kind of figuring their shit out because again, like they're they're a team that you fucking hate to play against. But then when you watch them play another team that isn't your team, you're like, this team's fucking nails. And I've I've always felt that way. I've always I've always like respected the Flyers. Holy shit! Four uh, nothing Winnipeg over well, Pittsburgh right now. Pittsburgh's getting fucking shelled. So fucking. Back in, uh, we were from upstate New York, back like six, seven years ago, we used to have the HL team in Adirondack, oh the Phantoms. Yep. So like, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Flyers for always, because we were there <laughs> for like, it was like John Matsumoto and Patty Maroon was on was a Patty Flyers Maroon. prospect, it was like the greatest crew ever, a fucking <laughs> So I always have that soft spot for them. Do you remember when I asked Zach Ronaldo what it was like to be a fourth liner, and he almost beat the shit out of me in the stands? <laughs> Wrong <laughs> target. Uh, Oh, here's a good question for you too. We'll just since you are here, we got a little cross. I'll mix it in there. So that rink right there has an ECHL team now because we lost the HL team to wherever you guys went, like down the road in Pennsylvania. And uh, I know you're a cross guy. My idea is like a small, like kind of rundown mill town that has like a five thousand seat civic center. Is that not a good idea for like a pro, like indoor box lacrosse team? Yeah, so uh, I, I won't go too much into this since it, we're mostly, but like, so the current commissioner of that indoor team is like trying, or of that indoor league is trying so hard to like legitimize this. Like in my head, yes, that would be like part, like that's like a perfect scene for like, you know, almost like a like a lacrosse version of Slapshot, you know, like you're in like yeah. Dawson and it's, it's just like, like you would just get like a, a, a rabid fan base that would just like go out there like looking for blood. Like, absolutely, that shit would, like, be incredible to go to. I don't think it's going to happen. Like, the, the, the new commissioner of the, M- of the NLL is, like, I, I, like, he's, like, trying to, like, take, like, fighting out of it and shit like that. Like, he, he's just trying way too hard to make it more mainstream. But in, That's how like, you sell tickets. Utopian, in a utopian society, there's a team in Adirondack. And there are definitely, like, junior teams in Adirondack who definitely just, like, go out there and just, like, it's a, it's a you know, it's a fight where a lacrosse game breaks out every once in a while. Like, I think that that would be perfect for a spot like that. Absolutely. Uh, really quick to keep on the lacrosse thing. I saw your video with Bill O'Brien. Did you meet his brother, uh, Kurt? Yeah. So Kong is my boy. I, no I shit. Is he Kong. really? Yeah. So he, uh, so I, 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 I wrote a blog about, he had, uh, he had this like huge hit where he just railroaded this kid last year. I mean, like, like threw this kid into the boards. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I'm, I'm, like, looking at it, and I'm like, yo, this is going to get taken down from Instagram because, like, that's a murder. <laughs> um, so so I, I blogged about that and, like, not not really knowing much about Bill or, or Kurt. And, um, you know, and then from there, like, we just got to talk because like, he was like, hey, man, like, thanks a lot for posting my hit. And then, he, you know, he's just been, like, so – because, like, people are just, like, you know, loving it now because he's, yeah. like – He's just such a beast. So he, you know, I, I think he's picked up quite a few Instagram followers. Oh since yeah, then. for sure. So he's uh, he, he's he's been real pumped about that. So I, I've got to know both of those guys pretty well. How do you, how do you know Kurt? I uh, I went to school with him a while back, and he was always just like the biggest fuck dude, nicest kid too. Went to all of our hockey games and shit. Like an absolute sweetheart. But if you give that kid a couple beers, like watch the fuck out, man. Like he he's like probably the an actual Hulk monster. He's just a huge huge man. Yeah, so I, I played in a uh, I was playing in an indoor lacrosse tournament up in Syracuse, like where, where yep. you saw that video from. Um, so Kurt's team, uh, they they were playing. It was at some point in the playoffs of this tournament. 
Um, you know, and he's still not the, you know, he's, he's a big physical guy, but yeah. he's still not the best, you know, lacrosse player yeah. there is. So, so he, uh, he unfortunately got healthy scratch for that game. Oh. Well, the end of the game, a fight breaks out and Kong goes like running out there and like, <laughs> he's just like, he's just like tossing people left and right. So he's not even in the game. Like he's just like in his street clothes, just runs out there, tossing people left and right. She, like so finally like the fight breaks out like everyone like gets off the turf he comes to walking over he's like yeah like i just had to get, like i i took like three scoops of pre-workout before the game <laughs> like, like, you didn't even play he's like yeah like i just <laughs> he's an animal <laughs> so, dude three scoops of pre-workout to, to watch a game and then a fight breaks out at the end he's, he's the one just like throwing bitches out of the club he, he's <laughs> like the nicest kid in the world but he's just he's one person that Kamarov definitely wouldn't want to fuck with dude he'd rip him yeah. limb by limb alright so that, that was our flyers slash lacrosse portion that we uh that we had on so now uh, without further ado it's kind shout of Hush. oh yeah shout out Hush shout out uh, he's gonna be pumped. Uh, we're gonna get into our Dominic Morris heroes and zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. So normally, what we do is we kind of just rotate. Everybody does their hero, and then everybody does their zero. I'll go first. My my hero of the week goes to myself. I've played in four beer league games this, this year, and I have 12 points, fourth in the league in points after a real rough second game where I only had one goal. So, uh, I, you know, I've been carrying the team on my back a little bit. I'm a new guy to this team. I'm wearing the A, so I don't have as much responsibility as I normally do. But all in all, I just want to give myself a pat on the back for just being that beer league all-star that I've always been. So that's my hero of the week. How does it feel being on a new team? Oh, it feels great. Uh, it, it be, not being a beer league captain is the best thing in the world because you don't have to buy jerseys. You don't have to get money from people. Like, you literally just have to show up. Like, you can be one of those assholes that's like, oh, yeah, I'll pay you today and then wait two weeks. It feels incredible. <laughs> it's unreal. So, yeah, my hero of the week is myself. What do you guys got? You want to go? Yeah, uh, so I'll uh... – you know, I'm, I'm only on here for however long you guys keep me, so I've got a little bit. Uh, so my hero of the week is going to have to be Jake Voracek. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but so Saturday night against Toronto, um, some knob just behind the bench, sitting behind the bench. Oh, yeah. Some some guy, some just dude from, from Toronto has glass seats right behind the Flyers bench. He's screaming, he's hooting, he's hollering. He starts banging on the glass while Voracek's on the bench, so he – he turns around. I, I don't know if you guys can can throw any video in here or not. I guess it's a podcast, probably not. But he turns around, squirts the dude with his yeah. water bottle, and I mean that that's just you know it's it's a real gratifying moment for me as someone who thinks that glass bangers are probably the lowest form of, of life that Earth has to <laughs> offer. Like if you're spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars to sit along the glass and you disgrace those seat by banging on them. Like, get the fuck out. Like, you don't deserve to have those seats. You don't deserve to be a hockey fan if you're banging on the glass. Like, those fans just, you know, they're they're awful. They give the rest of hockey fans everywhere a terrible name. So it's just, it was real gratifying for me to see, you know, a hometown boy like Voracek be the one to, you know, kind of say, hey, buddy, enough is enough. If you're yeah. going to act like an asshole, you know, right behind the bench, I'm going to get doused a little bit. I was kind of hoping for like a reverse Ty Domi situation where <laughs> yeah, right. you know, the Philly fan jumped into the penalty box to fight Ty Domi. I was kind of hoping that, you know, Vorchek jump over and beat the sh- shit out of that guy. But, um, 
you know, for for right now, you know, starting off with a little water bottle square, that's that's good enough for me. That's an A plus. I'm a big like uh, water bottle Gatorade cooler guy. I love when hockey players get involved squirting water. Hank did it to Sidney Crosby. Brandon Dubinsky slammed a Gatorade bottle. Just something about that, you know, really gets me going. So I that A plus hero for me. I think I like that. Uh, all right, my hero is timekeepers in general. I mean, I don't really know how timekeeping works in the NHL. I don't. It's probably like digitized now or something, but. When I think of timekeepers, I think of like a dad who owes dues to the youth hockey program wearing like a winter jacket, like hungover, drinking a coffee with gloves on, just hitting that like whenever the fuck he wants to. So, I mean, whether a guy actually did it or uh, it's just digitized, still a huge win for the timekeeper community, a little more respect on their end. I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, however that happened, I just know like I've run a time clock for youth sports before and like. I'm like I'm pretty liberal on stopping the clock sometimes just because I got like to go, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like for that guy to really be dedicated this point four seconds really could make a difference and then it wins the game. I mean overall I just think that's a huge win for everybody. Uh, yeah. Oh, shout out by the way, I don't know if you guys saw that, but Tori Krug with the uh, icing with point like a second left to go to bring it back and keep them on the ice was brutal. So had to get past the red line. It was a bonehead play. That icing call thing is wild now. Where if you ice the puck, you can't change, and then you can't call a timeout either. I, I'm kind of a fan of it, though, because it definitely makes shit a lot more interesting that way. Yeah, like, you don't want David Austin not taking that face off. That's a tough, that was a tough setup all the way around. Not the best luck. But, uh, all right, I'll do, I'll do my zero now. My zero of the week goes to just the New York Rangers in general. Uh I mean, I sh- the best New York team should not be the New York Yankees. It should be the Rangers. They're two seven and two. They ha- they still haven't fired their coach. Pavel Buchnevich is fourth on the team with points, and he's playing like eight minutes a night. Um, Mark Stahl still in the NHL. There's just a lot of shit that's going on with the Rangers that I'm just not too pleased with. So my hero of the week, which seems like every single week goes to them. Although I did see an article that just came out in the Post today saying Elaine Vigneault's numbers or his days are numbered. So we have that coming up on the upshot yeah, out there. They're, they're numbered to what? Like one. What, dude? They're they're so bad, man. He should he should have been fired a long time ago. And what ha- you know what happened is they beat the Coyotes, and then everybody's like, "Oh, all right, like the Rangers are on the right path now." And it's like, it, it, dude, it's the Arizona fucking Coyotes. Like Derek Stepan's your number one center. He's bald and he's like twenty six years old. Like it's not that big of a win for the boys. So uh, zero of the week, Rangers. Yeah, well, the uh, I mean the, the Penguins two years ago looked like an absolute disaster before. Uh, and what they do. Coaching change. Coaching now, change. Uh, now look at this bastard. Yeah, right. oh, man, I hate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll. Uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll nominate myself to go with my zero of the week, and uh, we're we're gonna go with the uh, with the win column for the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. So I mean, a, a literal a literal zero. Um, this is probably my favorite storyline of the NHL so far. I love disasters. <laughs> um. It's just it's incredible to watch this team just lose night after night. Like yeah. it's so funny. And you know, as as someone who's played on some pretty shit teams in my day and, and has like just gone through those years, you know, whether it's beer league or peewees or whatever, where you're just getting dummied every night, it's just good to see it happen to someone else. So watching their misery is incredible. The only uh the only problem I have right so they're what, oh ten and one? Um <sighs> I think I I read somewhere that like the worst start in NHL history was like oh was like eleven straight losses. So you know we'll we'll give them the point for the overtime win. So they have the, they have a chance to actually go with eleven losses on the season. To start off against the Flyers Monday night 
as a, as a Flyer fan, I'm. I would like to urge your uh, listeners out there. You might want to put money on the Coyotes because that's where <laughs> th- this is something. This is something that the Flyers are just like they're known for. Like if you got a guy in a scoring slump, schedule a game against the Flyers. He'll bang in two real quick. If if you've got a you know rookie looking to get his first you know goal, or if you got someone with a milestone coming up, like schedule a game against the Flyers, they'll get the milestone. So with the Coyotes coming into Philly on on Monday, like I think that that's probably where they get their first win. And then I'm over here just like debating whether or not to like shoot myself in the face. But if they if if they lose in Philly, which everything is like everything that Philly sports is like is like giving it's like giving them the win. If they can't take that win on Monday night, I see no like there there's no reason why they can't go out and lose twenty five straight. Sure. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I love that. <laughs> yeah, and that's fucking uh, that transitions well into mine because my zero of the week I picked a specific uh, coyote, uh, Clayton Keller. It's not really like that. He's a zero. My point being, he's 15 goals. He leads rookies with 12 points. Like, he, but he's a minus 10. His team stinks. The kid's filthy. I feel like every time you hear like a young American kid talk about him, it's like, oh, that kid was the best. Like, he's gonna be Patrick Kane. Like, and you watch him play, and he's very, very good. Like unbelievably skilled but he's looking down like there is no future i know you have ol or whatever his name is you have uh domi and a couple other good young pieces church and on d but there's like no future there and i don't think there ever is going to be a future there and it's just like an organization that's like had their bags back for like 15 years they can't keep a coach like it just it's a joke and like looking down the road if you're that good of a player because i think he's going to become a stud i think he's going to put up pretty good points do you really want to like turn into like one of those genre situations where if you leave the team like people act like you're a scumbag who's not loyal but at the same time you know there is no future i just feel i feel for that kid because i bet you he's won his whole life and now he's stuck in that yeah but at least he's in arizona at least he's by arizona state there's some pretty hot chicks out there (laughs) glass half full dude the hottest chick in arizona might be uh so how how do you say the gm's name that young kid john chica yeah chica or whatever Dude, his he's he's got a sister who is a <laughs> rocket. I follow I follow her on Instagram. It's so maybe maybe that's what's going on with that team. Maybe they're all just like checking out the GM assistant, and they're like not where they're just checking out to see where she's sitting in the stands, and then all of a sudden they look down and it's five nothing. Right out of miracle, you see that blonde up there? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, real quick, honorable mention, uh, as a zero of the week, all those Corsi fucking nerds that love Corsi, four of the top six players in Corsi right now are on the Edmonton Oilers, and they aren't doing shit right now. So just a quick shout-out to all those TI-83 calculator assholes. Suck it. Um, so now we're, we're going to do one last thing. Uh, we're going to do our three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go in Rogers' hometown hockey. We haven't done this in a bit, but Jory's on, so a special occasion. We're going to do our three stars a week. The best three things about Halloween, uh, you know, keep it festive for the weekend. So uh, we'll just keep going one by one by one. My uh, my first star, uh, the fact that my birthday's on the 29th. Growing up, it was awesome. You'd have, you know, you get your presents on the 29th, and two days later you would probably get, like, three giant bags of candy. So Halloween's always been kind of like a mini Christmas to me in a way. Uh Big birthday, big Halloween guy. So that that's my first star. Pretty solid. Yeah, decent. What do you got? Uh, yeah, so uh, mine's uh, n- number one star is going to be uh, candy naps. So 
you know, whenever, uh, you know, so what, Halloween's on a Tuesday this year, so you probably have some leftover candy maybe sitting around on a Saturday. You just unleash, you get, you know, you get handful after handful of Reese's, Three Musketeers, Snickers, whatever. You just go to town on whatever candy's there, and, you know, 30 minutes later, you're just passed out in a, in a candy coma. Oh, yeah. Um, so candy naps, candy naps are real satisfying, especially when you wake up and, like, you still have, like, another, like, two Reese's cups there, like, waiting for you when you wake up. Yeah. Um, so that that's always a real satisfying nap, especially because, you know, you can, like, leave the windows open. It's, it's you know, nice weather. No, yeah. It's nice and crisp. And you're just passed out just on all sorts of different, you know, all, all, all sorts of shit. You're just tripping balls on candy. <laughs> I, I respect that. Uh <laughs> I'm going to follow that up. My first star being uh, rollerblading as a kid. As a hockey player, one of the few gifts you had was being able to put rollerblades on. It was a part of your costume. It's accessible. I mean, you're, you're doing laps around the neighborhood. You're being everyone everywhere. Your numbers are through the roof. No one can say anything about it. It's not that it's not socially acceptable. It's part of your costume. You're a hockey player. You have the rollerblades on. You own the neighborhood for the night. It's one yeah, of the big advantages. I want to know what your uh, trick-treating course looks like. Yeah, through the roof. <laughs> all the way around yeah mapped out that's a good one too uh my second star goes to um dads of college-aged girls uh it's a tough time for these guys they don't get the credit that they deserve they're paying all these uh all the money for their daughters to go to college halloween comes around they think maybe oh they got some big exams this week they don't know what's going on so i think my second star goes to the dads because they, they really aren't really stuck up for i think enough especially with what the fuck's going on in their lives around october 31st so shout out to the dads out there uh stay off social media for a couple days yeah so uh piggybacking off of that i'm gonna go with uh with the rest of the college kids in around halloween who uh they just for all for some reason no one ever learns there's always a group of kids who's always gonna go out in blackface or some sort of oh yeah some, some some sort of you know racist costume which in you know in in that act pretty bad as someone who works on the internet and is blogging it's awesome. perfect for content I mean, <laughs> there's, a, there's a steady stream of content to write about every year because college kids just stay the same level of dumb yeah throughout all of time so it's 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 always a great time to be a blogger because I'm always gonna have you know some kid at UMass dressing up in blackface to write yeah. about. So, you know, sucks for you that you're an idiot, but yeah. good for business, I guess. You know, you know, like in hockey, like like scumbags, people are like, they don't know the line, they cross the line. Same thing with college students. They've never learned that line of what's good and what's bad. So, comparable, I respect that. How what do you got? Uh, second one's a little personal, but, you know, being the loser that I am, having a peanut butter allergy, you know, always a tough go. But, uh, shout out Tom Pody, but... You know, after, uh, after you know, the candy wave died, all the kids ate their candy. That's when I would move in, stockpile the peanut butter stuff I couldn't eat, take that to the recess, to the playgrounds. All of a sudden, I'm making money. So it was a little bit of an investment for me. It helped me you know, figure out how to be so depressed for being such a loser that I couldn't eat a Reese's peanut butter cup on Halloween. But I made a couple bucks, went down to the store, and probably bought a pack of it. Like the uh, training wheels of drug dealing right there. Start with start with Reese's cups like, and move on. I would literally walk up the houses and I'd see like Reese's cups, like a Butterfinger, and like I don't know peanut butter M and M's. I'd be like, why don't I just go fucking kill myself in the woods? <laughs> 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 uh, that's aggressive. That's my second star, peanut butter. 
Not bad. Uh, my third star is just everything pumpkin related. I'm I'm a pretty big basic bitch when it comes to shit like that. I'm a big pumpkin spice guy. Love pumpkin pie. Although honestly, you don't really eat pumpkin pie on Halloween now. That I think about it. it's just kind of weird. But uh, so I'm gonna go with that. But also three stars to all the single guys out there. The moment you get in a relationship, you're gonna you're gonna have to go apple picking and you're gonna have to go to the pumpkin patch. And you're gonna have to keep a smile on your face, and it's it's a lot harder saying it out loud than it than it is just keeping it in. Uh, you guys have it made. You 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 don't have to walk around on the kind of a warm fall day and and pick apples where you can get them at a grocery store or like go to Walmart and get a pumpkin. No, you're you're gonna have swamp ass. You're gonna be walking around having to hold your girlfriend's hand in front of a bunch of little kids who are probably fucking sick, see, like sneezing on you and coughing on you every two seconds. So. Three stars for the single dudes out there who uh, don't have to endure all that bullshit. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, my third one, it's, uh, I'm, I just got to go with, uh, it's, it's what I was watching before I uh, hopped on the podcast with you boys, and it's what I'll be watching as soon as I hop off of here. Shout out Stranger Things Season oh, 2. Oh, that's and, a good uh, one, man. So, I mean, if, if that continues to be a Halloween tradition, like, it. it like a new season popping out around Halloween time, like that's that's going to be a, a huge perk to yeah. to the end of October. I completely forgot about that. I crushed a couple episodes when I visited the girlfriend this weekend. That's a great show. Hal, do you watch Stranger Things? That show's fucking awesome. I haven't seen season two yet. I watched season one. I'll get on it. Pretty yeah, decent. They they bring Barb back a little bit more than I thought she was dead. I, I never really liked Barb, and now she's kind of like back, that's and she's awesome. like fuck. Yeah, fuck Barb. <laughs> Fucking fuck Barb. So my third of the night final one is going to be closing the blinds, turn the lights off, and act like no one's home and people are ringing your doorbell. Uh, <laughs> off the couch all night. It was, a, it was a tradition started by my mom. It was a real Grinch. We ordered pizza, chicken wings, go in the basement, turn everything off, and ignore the doorbell. I'm not a family tradition. I'm going to keep it going. I'll buy the candy, I'll buy the candy at the store, but I'm going to eat it myself in the basement that night. No. There's no need for me to be giving them candy. They have enough, <laughs> and I just don't have time for it. So that's my third. <laughs> that you know what? Like that's such a like a good like goal in life is just to be that guy. Because that guy doesn't have to worry about fucking shit. No, I'm not home. I'm out of town. <laughs> Put on challenges, kind of chill out. But all right, yeah. So those were our three stars uh, of the week. Jordy, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. I thought that went really well. Uh, good to talk about flyers because we don't really get a lot of that talk every once in a while. Uh, but yeah, thanks, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot, boys. Had a lot of fun. Awesome. How? Anything yeah, they... you want to plug? Yeah, anything you want to plug? Uh, no, just fuck Barb. Let's keep that moving. Fuck on. Barb. Oh, also, Jordy, if you're ever in upstate New York and you want to do another Beer League Beauty uh, video, you let me know, dude. Back to back champions, you know, I, my my Navy Molson team during the summer. I think I've put in maybe like four or five D three, one D one, and then one one guy played in the NHL. It's not that big of a deal, but I think if you ask them, they would uh, they'd blame their success on me. So, ever in upstate New York, I'll do something with you. Nice man. I'll uh, you know I'm 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 real good at uh, drawing icings. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, uh, make sure you tune in. Check everybody out on Twitter, Instagram. Do what you need to do. We appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next week. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight.
For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the mash He did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash He did the mash It caught on in a flash He did the mash He did the monster mash From my laboratory in the castle east To the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abode To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun The guests included Wolfman, Dracula and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It got on in a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what is said. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash.